Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Look at you, so beautiful, my dearest. Look at you, so beautiful. Look at your eyes, sweet as doves, behind the veil that your hair makes as it cascades from your head like a flock of young goats, black ones bounding down off Mount Gilead. And your teeth are sheep, white as the day they were born, were newly shorn and freshly washed each with its perfect mate. Not one of them is alone. Why should we be? And ah, the lips of that lovely mouth, a ribbon of scarlet. Your temples behind that veil glow like the halves of a freshly sliced pomegranate. Your neck has the grace of David's tower with its jewels hung round it like the shields of a thousand warriors breasts, like the twin fawns of a gazelle hiding among the lilies. All my nights, till the sun comes chasing its shadows, let me play in these perfumed hills, these mountains scented with myrrh. You are utterly beautiful, my dearest, not a single flaw in you. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's scripture from Song of Songs, one honestly we don't hear in church very often, is a beautiful testimony of love. Love that pays attention that notices the sacred worth of another creature, both with unique detail and also grand metaphors of nature. It's of a love, of a mutual respect, of beauty between two people. It's a little bit like we are peering in on a private conversation. But this passage is also more than that for them, for us today, because it is a reminder a reminder to notice the beauty in all things and in all people. What did you experience inside of yourself when you watched the video that accompanied the scripture reading of a diverse group of people from young babies to senior citizens, all bearing the beautiful image of God? For me, it was a glimpse of the kingdom. 
The theme for our service today and our For the Beauty series is beauty without a why. So much in our world gets oriented towards the questions, what can I get, about, get out of this thing or this person? What's useful? What's useful to me? What's useful to the world? How can I profit from you, from creation? But our Christian faith, and the church, which is our embodied expression of that faith, it exists outside of this framework that thinks about things and people only in terms of how they could be useful for our own individual purposes. Because beauty and goodness and the kingdom of God, they are ends unto themselves. God creates for the beauty of creation. God imbues each creature with sacred worth full stop, for no other purpose but to love us and to delight in our beauty. When we are so surrounded by much that is based in the logic of exchange, where so much of our lives come down to a series of quid pro quos, what the church can offer is bearing witness to a grace which is offered without price. We proclaim the beauty and the goodness of God's creation, which comes alive simply because God loves us and loves the world. We worship God because of God's beauty and goodness and love. So the church, the church offers what other institutions don't, the logic of the kingdom of God. Because we witness to a God who brings hope to the hopeless, to the Jesus who says, forgive seven times, 70 times. To the spirit who proclaims release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, sets the captives free, brings liberty to the oppressed. We stand in a tradition that says, turn those spears into plowshares and swords into pruning hooks. Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. We testify to a God who brings life out of death. Resurrection, that is our sure foundation. By the outward standards of the world, friends, this faith is illogical and impractical, but it is also what the world needs most. The question before us this morning, this week, as Christians is, how can we as the church best witness to this logic of beauty and live into God's kingdom here and now? This week, Sandy Springs United Methodist Church kicked off our church-wide visioning process. A vision team had gathered in late February. We had hoped to engage this process over the spring with many gatherings in person, culminating in a vision day on a Saturday where we all got to sit around tables together, shared insight from our prayer process, took prayer walks with each other around our neighborhood, and together discerned what God's preferred future is for our church. Well, you know the rest of the story. I think that next to unprecedented, I find myself saying almost as much, well, you know, best laid plans. But friends, nothing is impossible with God. We have regrouped in the midst of this pandemic. We've adjusted for our present reality, and we are still engaging in this process that will help us communally discern what is next for our church. 
Well, what is a vision? First, before a vision, we need to know that every United Methodist Church has the same mission, and that mission never changes. It is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I'm going to say it again. This is our mission. It has been, it is, and it will be forevermore to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. A church's vision, though, is then the unique way that a particular congregation lives out that mission in the world. So we look out at our present reality and we say, what are the specific needs of our surrounding community? We look inward and say, what are the specific gifts of our congregation? What are the passions of our leaders? And our vision is going to be the unique way our congregation can meet the needs of our surrounding community in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So a vision will change over time when the needs of a surrounding community change or when the gifts of a congregation change so that we can best live in to that mission for the church. Now, Proverbs says, without a vision, the people will perish. Why a vision? Why a visioning process? It's so that we can best live into our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ. A vision helps us prioritize and set sets goals. It helps us meet our neighbors um, so we can best live into our mission. It's like a plumb line that helps us know that we are on the right path. Uh, and it helps us do this efficiently and effectively so that we can bear fruit for the kingdom. There might be a lot of good ministries out there uh, and a lot of good things for us to do. One of our questions is, does it make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world? If the answer is no, then it may be a good thing, but it's not ours to do as a church. What we may do as a church is say, okay, we know that this is making disciples, um, but is it an actual need in our community? We may say, what we wanna do is build a homeless shelter but we might start exploring the needs of our community and say, well, actually there's a very low incidence of homelessness in our community. That means it's not the right vision for us at this time. Or we might say, okay, this is a ministry that makes disciples. It's meeting a need in our community, but we, not, we might not have the gifts to do it. And that's okay. This is for us to figure out what is ours to do in this moment and this place so we can be effective witnesses for Jesus Christ. Well, this is a process that is going to take all of us. We want to know what your gifts are, your passions, your skills. What is God calling you to give through this church? We have a congregational survey open and ask these very questions. We hope that you'll fill it out by July 26th so we know what you have to offer. That vision team is also during this month doing the work of asking questions of community members and leaders saying, what needs do you see in our community? What ways do you think our church can be a part of meeting those needs? They're also looking at demographic data that we have about our neighborhood. Who are our neighbors in 2020 in Sandy Springs? So that we know how to love them as we love ourselves. We're gonna gather over Zoom to put all of this together. 
instead of a full vision day on a Saturday, which would be ideal and we had hoped for, um, we're not gonna do it all in one day. Nobody wants to do that over a screen. So we're gonna break it up into four evening sessions with an outside facilitator. It'll be the week of August 3rd through 6th. I hope you'll put it on your calendar and you will make it a priority to join us. All this information about our vision is on our website. So these things, friends, they are critical to our process, gathering information about our community, gathering information about who we are as a congregation. But more important than any of this, the best thing we can do right now and what is essential to this process is the power of prayer. It's my prayer that this vision process is one that is bathed in prayer that what emerges out of this are not necessarily our best ideas as individuals, our agendas, our goals, but that we seek the wisdom of where God is leading us. And we'll find that when we pray, not just individually, but communally, when we're all doing it together, and we listen deeply for what God has to say, our discernment and our vision will be God-sized. It will be God-led, and it will be fruitful beyond what any of us could have asked for or imagined. One powerful way to engage in prayer is to go on a prayer walk. Um, if you've never done that before, it's exactly what it sounds like. You go on a walk, um, and in the midst of that, you just pay attention to what's around you. You can start at the church, uh, walk around the businesses or city springs, go into neighborhoods, and just say, who do I see? How is God's beauty residing in the people I see? Uh, what businesses, what nature, what neighborhoods are here. Um, and just kind of pay attention to God's beauty around us to notice where we're located, who's around us, what is around us. And then we just ask God to open our hearts and minds for how we might be the best neighbors that we can be. I hope you'll write down those answers if you do that, bring them to our visioning session. The other prayer practice is one that all of us can engage in, um, and that is that we are asking you to pray every day for the vision of our church at 8.30 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. Uh, those prayers are on our website. Uh, they'll change every week, um, but we'll all be praying the same prayers. And then there's a journal question at the end. Again, after you've been praying these prayers for the week, write down anything that comes to you from God and bring that uh, to our visioning week so we can incorporate that into our vision process. As you know, each week in this worship series, we've had some kind of contemplative practice um, that we've committed to do each day during the week. Well, this week, our contemplative practice is going to be to pray for God's vision uh, for the preferred future for Sandy Springs United Methodist Church. So we're going to do that right now, even if it's not 830. Um, I'm going to lead us through the prayers for the week of July 13th through 18th. And then I invite you to pray these prayers every day this week. Our centering scripture verse this week is from Psalm 37. Take delight in the Lord, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in God, and God will act. So here's the morning prayer. Pray along with me. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we delight in you. We commit to your ways, ways of love, mercy, peace, justice, grace, humility, and salvation. We trust you to lead us to act in loving, 
merciful, peaceful, just, grace-filled, humble, and salvific ways. We confess that too often our own desires and egos get in the way of trusting where you would lead us. As we pray for your vision for Sandy Springs UMC, let this be a prayer of emptying, emptying our best laid plans and opening ourselves to where you would lead us. Show us, God, how to use our gifts to connect with our community. Show us, God, how we can meet the needs of Sandy Springs. Show us a future beyond anything we could ask or imagine or dream on our own, but that we trust that you have in store for us. God, today we delight, we commit, we trust, we dream your dreams. What a joy and a privilege. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And now we're going to pray together the evening prayer that we'll pray every day at 8.30 p.m. Let us pray. Holy One, you are our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. We delight in your creation and continue to commit to your ways. We know that your mission for us is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. As we prepare for rest, we pray that your dreams of discipleship would be our dreams this night, that you show us your vision for SSUMC where our unique gifts and the needs of our community intersect for disciple-making, and that we are bold enough to listen. Enlarge our imaginations, we pray, so that no vision is too large, no dream too unimaginable, to trust and believe that with you, all things are possible. May it be so. Amen. Our journal question this week is what commitment is God asking of you as you delight in the Lord and trust the divine? I'm excited to be on this journey with you. I'm grateful beyond measure to be your pastor in this season. And my hope and my prayer that all of this may be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.